first of all, thank you to anyone, all of you, who uh, helped support this uh, Sangha, this study practice, which happens every day, several times, study of the Buddha's Dharma, and this teacher. Thank you. And asking for your continued support, whatever way that uh, you are able, so that we can continue. This evening's Dharma talk is called Begin Again. Is that right? What is it? Begin again again. Begin again and again and again. Begin again. Yes, it is. She, she's, uh, I kind of baited her a little bit. <clears throat> it is begin again, again, because once we begin again, we kind of run out of steam. So there's not, on the spiritual path, there's not going to, not going to be some kind of a carrot out in front of you, particularly. Unless the first one that inspired you to even step on this path in the first place, which is going to be, uh, of course, the second place, the third place, the fourth place. Look closely at what you do. The difference between the mundane, mundane path and the spiritual path. The mundane path is always kind of seducing you into getting this and stopping this and starting that. Relative truth operates just fine. We need it. Otherwise, we wouldn't go to the grocery store or we wouldn't grow food or, 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 or lots of ores. Get a job, wouldn't support our family, our community. Pay taxes, vote, <clears throat> participate in the community. We don't need to abandon it and go to a mountaintop and isolate somewhere in that way and separate in some way and hide out from this. But you may need to isolate yourself from everything else, including your family, including your partner, so you can sit down and look and see what this is. Begin again to do this. Begin again and then begin again. Begin again, again and again and again. And why do I say it that way? Because it is so difficult to just rely on some kind of results that are Oh, meditation is very good, so I feel like I should do this more. That being said, some people actually have that experience for a year or two. This is great. Shikantaza, why didn't I? Why didn't I do this sooner? <laughs> and then we find out later on, maybe years later, that it doesn't particularly refill itself. You have to do it. You have to set your intention. You may need the vow, you may not. That's up to you. I'm not here to promote any vows. That's up to you to do that. You may need it. You may need it. So, of course, I'm somewhat referring to the teaching of Suzuki Roshi in his title of his first book. I think the only book that was published perhaps while he was alive. I'm not sure about that. Very close. I think it was 1970. Um, Zen mind or heart mind, beginner's mind, same mind, mind. You sit down, take up this position, sit symmetrical, all the senses are open, the attitude is received. Beginner's mind, beginner's mind, always starting over. Begin again, 
begin. What was it? Begin again again. No, it's just begin again again. Begin again again. It's not begin and again. That's incorrect. But you could use that. You can reflect on that when your life is, if you've been meditating for three years, eight years, 20 years, begin again. Begin everything, everything, starting over, starting over, starting over. Everything that starts over is not a copy of what happened three days ago or yesterday. Nothing happens twice. Sure looks like it, though. So begin again, 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 again. This is a, a kind of rhymes with what I talk about all the time is the intention. Just return to the intention. Uh, Trungpa Rinpoche used to, say, used to say, return to your original inspiration to even do such a thing. You can actually do that in a relationship. If the relationship isn't so shattered or coming apart or dismembered, maybe not. But what is the original intention? Could be a feeling, an emotion, a resonance. Same thing with the Dharma. Intent. And the way I say it, could be said other ways, is said other ways, is intend to see the truth, intend to follow, you stepped on this path, by in some way you've gotten onto this path, either through a, a teacher or community or a person or a particular teaching, hard to, hard to say, everyone is, has a different story around that. Seems necessary to return to that original intention to do this in the first place. It can get quite challenging and difficult. It's helpful to work with Sangha. Very difficult. I have some people who aren't actually students. They kind of stay in touch with me. They just read books on their own and tell me about them. Or maybe ask me about them. I may or may not have read the book. I really don't have time to read more books. Pardon me. Have time for Netflix, though. And also have time to come in here just about every day, at least in person or on Zoom. So it's the intention. Set your intention. Begin again. When it starts to wear out, then just begin again. You don't necessarily have to have some kind of inspiration that's outside just beginning just intend if it's if it has results ahead of it there could be something there but if there's too much of that then we start to look for results we start to get oriented towards a gaining idea well if i do this if i do this if i sit if i go into retreat or if i sit every day for um, i sit four or five block sets in a row maybe that will do this or that. Probably not. So relative truth is all about feeling better, feeling worse, improving, not improving, all of the areas that we go in to that this and that happens. And uh, 
spiritual path is so incredibly radical. I mean that not in the way it's sometimes used as somebody is a radical or a, a wild wildcat. It's it's radical and it's it goes towards whatever you could you might call the root of the consciousness. And root is a relative word. So what is the root of this consciousness? The confused mind, the root of that is belief in a self. That's the root. You have to look at that. See that it is unreal. It is dependently risen. That there is no one there. There's no solid identity there. Any identity that may continue to show up, you just see that it's unreal. Because if you believe in that identity, or if you or if you disbelieve in that identity, or if you ignore that identity, then it will continue to haunt you in some way or another. It will take on a relative reality that you can fight with, or you can agree with, or that you can push away or distract yourself from, simply put, but not so simply understood, because it needs to be understood with the consciousness, with your intention to see what this is. So it may not show up as some kind of conclusion or result. Begin again. Shadow bowing. Is begin again um, something we can practice on the cushion bowing? I think you could. Begin again, again. Come back, come back. You're sitting there and you wander off. You could say that, but I, I the area that I would somewhat caution you about, don't particularly try to remain there. Like sometimes some meditations are returning to the breath, maintaining some kind of breath awareness. This is avoidance. I'm not saying that if you have a in the Tibetan lineages, if you have a teacher that you're working with, that's different. They're teaching you to do a Shine and Laktong or Shamatha Vipassana. That's different, working with a teacher. But to do that without a teacher, you will just become a better and better meditator, which is a highly stylized form of avoidance or ignorance. You don't have to believe what I'm saying here, but I'm just talking about how it looks, having done that for several decades. Establishes a, another identity. In the way that you teach Shikantaza, what would it look like to begin again but not maintain? Just just, just return and let it fall apart. When I say let it fall apart, it's probably going to fall apart. Just watch it fall apart. Come back to the ball. Come back. You could come back to your breath. As long as there's no maintenance there, come back to there or some kind of thinking that you have to return to your breath. It tends to be the, the Lone Ranger and then there's his sidekick. Who wants to make sure you stay there? Remember his name? Is there an intention that we come back to while we're sitting that get, that gets left periodically? The intention, the, the intention is to come back, and then then it's just the wall, tip of your nose, breath going out, kink in your knee, whatever is just whatever is there. Uh, footsteps down the hallway. More. So is it is it the body that we use to return? A sense of touch, sense of feeling, sense of gravity. Just remember gravity. 
you don't have to maintain it though. It's just, just flash on that. It's just a, uh, I've heard it taught a long time ago. It's just touch and go, just touch and go. Touch on it. And that was a very early teaching of the Vidyatara before he started teaching, uh, following the breath, labeling thinking, um, following the breath, labeling thinking when it came up and then returning to the breath. That was a more sophisticated structure. Any other questions while we're on questions or I can continue to say things that I don't know what I'm going to say. Any questions on Zoom? Sometimes when we think of beginning, we think of beginning of something. Yes. So what's the difference between beginning and birth? Beginning and birth? B-I-R-T-H? Mm -hmm. no, same thing. I mean, it's similar. When I say begin again, I'm saying just come back to the cushion and, and watch what moves. Uh, and and if, you're, if you're deeper into the teachings of the Buddha, you may be doing prostrations. You may be returning or receiving or repeating the, the triple refuge. And there's several ways that can be done. So it, it's, you're actually giving birth to that over and over and over again. <coughs> until you see what it actually is. And what is it? It's unborn. It's not produced. You're, you produce, you produce, you produce until you eventually see that it's, un, it's not, it's unproduced. But everything you're looking at is, is unproduced. This is an illusion and it's an incredibly powerful one that will be the, the, the emotion or the motion, I should say, or maybe both is seconded by everything. Everything is saying, yes, you're here. This is, this is your, fancy stick. This is your table. This is your computer. This is, these are your peeps. You know, you're always seeing that. And that's in the backdrop of everything, constantly reinforcing that, that me, 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 and I'm here in the room and I'm doing this and I'm meditating and I'm all done meditating. I just sat for four hours and I feel kind of spaced out. I, me, I feel kind of, there's always some kind of something going on that seconds the motion that yes, you're here and you're in this room. There's another way to do that, which is just receive. Then you actually see the wall. You feel your butt on the cushion or on the chair. You just receive it. You're not, you're not lecturing yourself. You're receiving instead of producing ideas about things, about yourself and where you're going, what time it is, and when you can get to the dog shelter. I feel like there's more there, Kozan. Go ahead if you have it. Because uh, I'm bowing. It seems like there is, but I don't know how to ask. You, you talk about no death, nothing dies, nothing is born. Um, it seems like an interesting contradiction thinking of beginning and birth, death. Um, okay. Question? Other than statement? Not yet. Thanks. Okay. Anyone else on Zoom? We have 20, uh, 30 people. So there's some people on another screen. I'll go over there. Who is it? Shoka. Do I know you? <laughs> I think so. 
Where are you? Wave your hand. Oh, there you are. Oh, okay. I see you now. Yeah, Shoka, do you have a question? Is beginner's minds the same as unborn or unceasing? Yes. Yes, but it's, but it's a teaching, so, uh, so it's a way of teaching. So one goes to the concept of beginner, which we all have an, some idea of somebody that's just starting out lear, learning or acquiring some kind of an ability to do some particular thing. The beginner's mind is always Zen mind. Zen mind doesn't know anything, has not accomplished anything, is going nowhere. But that takes a while for that aspect of the consciousness to awaken because it, because it is so covered up by concepts and ideas and confusion and fear. So we cover it up with ideas, beliefs, accomplishments, um, judgments, paranoia about can't do that. What if I do? What will they think? If, if I do that, what will they think? Like my mother used to say, <clears throat> Bobby, don't you want people to like you? I remember really it's like being put on an existential chopping block. It's like, I don't know, do I? I was like only seven. Worried about what other people think. Maybe, maybe you're worried about them in the way that you, you are always telling people what you're thinking. You're explaining them to yourselves instead of just doing something, let them hang out with a reaction to it. Instead, you feel like you need to tell them why, why you're doing that. Is this in, incorrect? No, not at all. Just be aware of that. More, Shoka? Shoka buying. In beginner's mind, how does the the mind of the expert arise? Well, it might arise as an image or possibly even a goal for some people. But as a as Suzuki Roshi said, and I have to paraphrase him, in the beginner's mind, in the, or rather in the expert's mind, the possibilities are few, whereas in the beginner's mind, they're limitless. There's no, there's no accomplishment mentality of I'm finally know how to do this or know how to do that. And I'm very accomplished at this or that. I'm an accomplished meditator. So it, it starts to close down. This is, is not the only uh, reason, but that's one of the reasons this comes from my, my own experience, not something I was taught that I don't teach Shamatha Vipassana. I don't teach first train to be mindful and then later on be have panoramic awareness. I'm not saying that way is incorrect. If you have a teacher, then I probably would be fine to go with what your teacher says. Not what I say. Don't disregard what I've said. If you have a teacher. But if I'm your teacher, then listen to what I'm saying. Just observe. Rather than have some kind of thing that you observe away. <clears throat> Shoko Bowen. Yes, sir. It seems like with the instruction of begin again, again, or beginner's mind, it brings my attention to the way that I might be 
um, building up some kind of an identity or building up some kind of a success story. How's that going? Are you doing that? What? You heard me. I didn't hear you. <laughs> oh. Are you doing that? I said, how's that going for you? Are you, do you seem to be building up some kind of an identity by in some way? Or? It, it seems like it brings the awareness to how that's already arising. So when that arises in awareness, is that beginner's mind? If, if you're just being aware of your, of your grasping for an identity, then that's beginner's mind. Because you're just, it's just awareness. You're, you're just watching the con concluding mind come out of uh, consciousness and reach for something. You don't have to stop doing that. To stop doing that, we start to slowly become an expert. Very, very good at being mindful. I'm probably one of the most mindful people I've ever met. Not only that, I don't know what stage of bodhisattva hood I'm on, but it's way up there. Because I'm just so, I put other people for myself constantly. I kind of get irritated myself because I'm afraid that I'm going to start to get off on my, my own sainthood. You seem to look perplexed. Further, Joka? Um, not at the moment, thank you. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Further questions? Anyone on Zoom or should I go to the uh, Augie Bowing. Augie, go ahead. I, I'm feeling a bit perplexed because you know, what has struck me about Shikantaza that's different from any other meditation I've done is that in Shikantaza there hasn't been a, a, return, uh, a return step. Mm -hmm. Return to the breath or return to this or that. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's caused me a lot of difficulty, a lot of adjustment. Are you ready for a response or do you have a question? I'm ready for a response. I've got one for you. Right now, that's awareness. You're causing you saying it's causing you. It's not causing you. It's not giving you some kind of a maintenance device like returning to the breath or returning to the mantra, returning to the visualization, returning to I mean, all. There's lots of meditations that do that. And I also say there are. It, it may be necessary to do some of those meditations, but the foundation for this, as far as I understand it, and as far as I've practiced it, is uh, just basic awareness practice. You could call it Shikantaza. You could call it the fancier words, uh, Zogchen, Mahamudra, all of those, whatever you want. It's, other, it's just this. Uh, and if you're practicing that in Shikantaza, what you will see for quite a while is uh, the confusion going around. And, and I would say this is not to pick on anybody because everyone is, has such different wiring. But, you know, you're a, a, a retired chemical engineer. Isn't that true? Yes. So the way you've been using your mind is very, very precise and accurate for all of your life. And so you start to practice shikantaza and all of this uh, uh, alternating precision and cloudiness back and forth, finding a figuring it out, finding, 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 okay, got that, got that, now I need this, put this over there and that there, that seemed to work, but one part is missing. I'm, I'm just saying that that's, that's more of a logic and an analytical approach, not incorrect, we need that. You wouldn't have anti-gravity machines if it weren't for that. Do we have those yet? 
Oh, that's coming. Uh, I'm sorry, I let the cat out of the bag. Well, a cat is an anti-gravity machine, if you haven't noticed. So what you're seeing, Augie, is that's 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 the idea of Shikantaza. You're going to actually see the scrap heap in your mind. You're going to see the, the all the falderall that's going around about aspects of the consciousness you've never seen before. And there's a good chance you will start to feel worse, especially if you've just spent 30, 40, 50 years either not meditating or meditating in a way that is about control and getting some kind of feeling of getting somewhere up and down the hills and valleys. But if you just stop doing that, you sit down, and the only thing you do is with the body, which is not separate from the mind, just looks that way. That a part of, that part of the mind you can hold very still is the body. You can't hold the actual uh, um, that part of consciousness that uh, shows up as form. You can't really hold that still, although it's taught mantras visualization of a yantra or visualization of a deity as in deity yoga so that is a way to do it you need to do it with a teacher so i say what you're doing i think that when you say that i'm saying yes that's yeah keep going yes yes begin again again just go back and just continue to look without looking for any results particularly and if you after a while it isn't like you could stop looking for clarity you could stop looking for something that's balanced, but you can notice that you're looking for something else. You're looking at the confusion like this, and you want something else. So you're getting right smack between the eyes, the first noble truth, life is suffering, and the second noble truth probably hits you from the back. Is like, what do they call those? Billy clubs. Yeah. Bang. You want something else. What do you want? Yeah. Yeah. Would you like me to excuse you? Yeah. Okay. So you're going to sit here and just want something but not get it? Yeah. Is that discipline? I don't know. A stubbornness. <laughs> Aren't you a Taurus? Yeah. Problem solved. <laughs> <laughs> sit there. You're only going to be here about another 15 minutes. You can take a nap if you want. People napping here. <laughs> Is there a further onslaught? Augie, anything else? No, thank you. That's a, and that's a very thank you. That's a very helpful question because there's kind of a uh, often there's just an assumption that if you're meditating, you're meditating, things should start to clear up. No, this is spiritual materialism using spiritual techniques to try to feel better, get better, improve. It's not that you won't. You could be some improvement. Usually the kind of improvement that shows up right away is other people realize you've stopped interrupting them. You actually wait for the period instead of uh, cut into the middle of their sentence. You listen. Senshu. Senshu Valley. How do we begin again in the midst of something very familiar? Can you give me an example? In a block sit, where you're just sitting and things are coming and going and it 
can feel very things are coming and going in your mind stream or around you both okay what's the question um how do you begin again in the middle of that you can't help but do it it's just that you won't be aware of it if there's somebody getting a credential if there's an ego a self-centered aspect of the consciousness that is evaluating every damn thing it's good it's bad it should be it shouldn't be i didn't do it they didn't do it here i go again i know i'm doing it just watch what moves no adding just watch what moves no subtracting or judging just don't add but if you do then just watch that that way you're always at, right at the outer edge of seeing what this is you're very very close to it shikantaza powerful powerful practice it will take you into to, at the risk of sounding romantic or silly, it'll take you into the heart of reality. And I'm not a philosopher. And you won't know that you're in that. If you know, then we're right back to some kind of gaining idea, someone who's getting somewhere, who's about to get a PhD in, uh, what's that, Vipassana. More? Begin again, just repetition. Just whatever shows up, just look at it. It goes away, just watch it leave. No, no addition. If anything shows up that is about that situation that's coming or going, then just observe that. What you're kind of doing is you're turning it into its primary situation, which is it just shows up, instead of it's something about what show, shows up. Sometimes called an opinion. You won't have opinions. You really won't have thoughts in the conventional sense. You'll have thoughts, but they won't be about some kind of identity that's over here, or there's some kind of identity that's over there. More. Did you ever see the movie Forrest Gump? What did you think of it? Yeah, it's a good movie. Kind of a dumb Buddha, Forrest was. Any other questions? I yes. Know. Ivan, go ahead. What is the the fundamental um, spark or motivation that keeps us or allows us to begin again? What is that 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 if we have no um, no um, little candy along the way um, reward? What is it that that would keep us coming back? So it, it, it may function like a reward is possible. It could be some of that that keeps us going. Uh, it could be just the repetition. It could be just the rest that we get by not doing anything, unplugging the word processor, uh, food processor, thinking process. Let the damn thing slow down for a while, sit still and watch what moves. And there'll be less and less movement over time. So, but the, the fundamental understanding of anyone who's doing this ha probably has some form of inspiration about the nature of this. Some kind of, some kind of, uh, it's sometimes called bodhicitta, the mind of awakening. We, we stumble into that at some point and we begin to realize there's something way beyond what we've been taught, what the whole society is talking about, way beyond good and evil, way beyond success and failure, right and wrong. Something that transcends that. We read it in the teachings. They say it over and over to us, um, picking and choosing. Or uh, the re recent translation by Red Pine uh, just says uh, choosing. 
is a disease of the mind. Just choose, choose, don't choose anything. You don't have to choose anything. And that's of the sense in Ming. So it, it, it has its own uh, energy because it's not, it's not in, in the service of, a, of a, an ego that's trying to get somewhere. You, you, you're functioning out of your Buddha nature before you even realize it. And then when you realize it, then even that stops because there's no one left to realize anything. That doesn't mean you don't put on your pajamas every night. It doesn't mean that you don't have breakfast. Like I think Kung Fu Rinpoche once said, it's not like you're just stupid all of a sudden. Uh, he's, I think he said, I have to paraphrase it, you know, really, otherwise you need some kind of enlightenment word in the hospital. All these all the people are enlightened, so they have to be taken care of because they're all zombies. They don't want anything anymore. They don't have thoughts. No, the thoughts could be more intense. Your activity could be more intense. You could be more outlandish because you're fearless and you, you are not separate from the dependent origination, Pratita Samutpada, that brought you into this realm of human realm of quite a bit of insanity going on. I don't know if we're going to make it through this as, as a, a ball of dirt with humans on it. I don't know if that's going to work or not. There's not enough attention being paid to the to just the very nature of what we're living on is coming apart. The climate is going to pieces. <laughs> we're watching it. And it's interesting to watch somebody report on a house burning down while they're in it. Yes, the house is burning down. I think we still have 28 years if we, we can probably, but now the time is running out. They're saying, you know, I think it's 20, we only have 27 years left or 20. Kind of a odd, macabre kind of humor happening there. But that's, that's uh, looks like things are going to go away. All of you scientists uh, out, out there, those of you who work in that area, probably are, uh, probably, probably have a little bit more understanding of what's happening than the rest of us. I mean, have the actual mechanics of the world coming apart by climate change. But that that which you are, not the body, that which you actually are, can be destroyed. Don't believe that. It's not a belief system or a belief teaching. Body's going down. Every, every that arises is going down, but that which does not arise cannot vanish. Simply put, how else are you going to talk about the ultimate? You can't. There aren't words for it. Even Long Champa used to get headaches. You read about that? You didn't read about that? Headaches trying to explain <laughs> what he was looking at. It's very painful for him. You're going to call me on that. <laughs> Go ahead. Why doesn't a belief that, um, why doesn't a belief about archer nature work when we die? It could, it might, but it would, but it would end up as a, end up as a belief that you would, you would feel like you're in eternity. You could be in a, you know, in, in a God realm indefinitely because there's no, there's no time or space there. It's a complete uh, illusion. So if you believe in something that can come about, just like, excuse me, those who believe in, in Jesus, when they die, they're probably going to see that, that, that whole consciousness continues to happen. 
How do I know? I don't know. I don't need to know that, like a, a fact that I could write a book about or prove. And somebody comes and says, I heard what you said. I heard your talk. I heard what you said. I want you to prove that. You know what I'd say to that, don't you? No. Any more, more questions? Go ahead. Sure, we don't even waste the rest of our day here. Oh, we have plenty of time. Six minutes to nine. You got someplace you got to go. Thank you, Bobby. Can you hear me? No, I can't hear you. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Yuhong. Okay. Yuhong Bowie, how, how to look one's race and culture as a drama game on this path? Sorry. Anyone catch race and culture? Yes, how to look at one's race and culture as a drama game. Okay. Sorry. I think whether wherever it's at, I think that can be a Dharma gate if you see that it's restricting you and you see that you don't have to fight with it. You don't have to you don't have to necessarily go and march against something just because it's it has uh, some kind of obstruction to it. Just like the culture that we're in, there's a the belief the belief is all over the place in in this. Uh, um, in the United States and in this particular time, there's all kinds of things that are run by belief, disbelief, and so on. So it's just a matter of observing it. So but you may not be able to look at it directly until you uh, until you spend some time on the cushion, watching, training yourself by watching uh, less uh, substantial obstructions or dharma gates like the the mind stream come up: belief, disbelief, right, wrong should shouldn't all of those watch those in your mind because those are fundamentally reinforced by um, your your family situation your your culture situation if, if i'm understanding what you're asking about i'm saying just continue continue you're probably that you can ask the question you're probably already looking at that area you're already already doing that so i, I think it's a matter of um Begin again, again, get to the cushion, come back to the teaching, come back to the, interact with other people who are studying the same material, especially under the same teacher. Otherwise, we're, there's lots of different directions you could go that are maybe fruitful uh, in, in some relative sense, but uh, continue. Go ahead. Yes, sir. I think... You said that that belief could function like an indefinite God realm. And I'm wondering how does realization, um, how is that better than an indefinite God realm? I say it was better. You said it was better. But what do you want to know? Let's do it that way. What, what is it you want to know? Spit it out. What do you want to know? How does realization um, yes. clarify death? No, nothing happens. There is no death. But there, but if you think you've died, your body and you're looking down at your corpse, which I hear happens with those people who have near-death experiences in the hospital, look down at people operating on them, and, and then they, they die for 15, 20 minutes, and then they come back. It doesn't prove a lot, 
It's interesting that that happens. More? That's good, a good area to go, but you need to ask before I can respond. So, Valley, what, what, what's the detriment of dying with that belief in the body? There's no detriment other than it just cycles around, just you'll be back again into this realm, human realm, because you put it literally, you haven't learned what this is. Haven't understood what this is, so you'll be back until you understand what this is. You could even say it's just physics. It's just a kind of physics that's very, that's not studied in science so much as it is studied in on the spiritual path. I've just spent quite a bit of time looking at quantum physics. No, we better start. <laughs> He has been studying that. Ten days in solitary retreat with just books on physics. I gave you the wrong books again. <laughs> no, seriously. But question about that? I'm, I'm talking about out of what I'm seeing. Not, I don't. I don't know that. Different kind of seeing, smelling, tasting, touching, thinking. Um, it's not a uh, not the conventional process that leads to a result. Right. Sure. Is there a difference between someone who comes back because of an unexamined belief and someone who comes back from the vow? Yes, one comes back because of passion, aggression, and ignorance, hope, and fear, and struggling with uh, the, the desire to get this and keep away that. That could bring some back, someone back into incarnation, but it won't be an individual. It'll just be consciousness that may show up as an individual when the body-mind complex comes together in the womb. Then that's how I understand it. But it won't be another, it won't be just the same person coming back over and over. I know singular for people. But if someone comes back through the vow, then my understanding of it is that they're, but that's what they're, that's how they come back, is to save all beings, be with all things, to bow and not, not leave samsara until there's not, there's no other beings there. Scary, huh? Who would want to do that? Avalokiteshvara. So we, we can get into all kinds of projections and ideas and conclusions about it. It would be hard to know what that is, like some kind of thing you could write about that everyone would, would agree, yes, that's the way it is. That whole area starts to just come apart as far as any kind of comparison. It's always like like the title of the book by uh, Suzuki, and not always so. Not, anything that shows up isn't always going to be like that, no matter what it is. More. Thank you. Sugar buying. Go ahead. When talking about death or dying. Yes. Is the fear of pain during death a fear of death? No, I think fear of pain is you've got a bunch of nerve endings. And so when you know that there's going to be maybe be some physical pain. I'm not sure where you're, where you're at with it, 
but death is uh, the idea there is a, a termination that, you, that this consciousness that you think is somebody is going to disappear. So if you realize there isn't anyone, then what's the fear? Nothing can disappear if there's nothing there. Just consciousness only. But if your fear, uh, if you, if your fear is of a, I'm gonna, I'm, I will invent something since you haven't. I would just say fear. You suddenly understand that you have cancer, and maybe some kind of cancer that is very painful to die of. Stomach cancer, I think, is a painful one. You have that, and you're you're. You think, oh, this is not going to be easy. It's going to be painful, but that's not fear of death. That's fear of pain and nerve endings. You know, somebody starts chasing down the road with a blowtorch. You know, it's not fear of death particularly. It's a fear of ouch. Don't want that. It's painful. I don't want that that kind of direct pain of pain. But if you see there is no one, then, you know, the blowtorch may still apply. You're still in a human form or you're connected with a human form in a, in a, in a relative manifestation of being on the sidewalk in Burlington, Vermont, with somebody chasing you with a blowtorch. So yeah, you're probably not going to stand around and say, mm, I'm nobody, just go ahead and burn me up. But if you realize there is no being, and then you find yourself uh, in pain, that's the pain. But if you find yourself dying, there won't necessarily be any, any fear of death because there was never anyone here in the first place, or in the second place, or third place. Begin again, begin again. It's unreal. It's vividly unreal in emptiness, yet there's still form, according to my guru. Shokobang. Thank you. The, the question comes out of having or being a, a young person and experiencing as much pain as I have over the last five or six years and uh, just a fear of how difficult that might get as I get older. Well, I, I can follow that. I have a lot of physical pain. I didn't have uh, I didn't go through what you've gone through. Um, I don't have any fear of any future pain. I have enough right here. So I'm not sure. And I follow what you're saying because we've known each other quite a long time. And I knew you've had a lot of physical difficulty with your, your body and so on. But just different people, some people have very little physical pain most of their life. And then when they get old and they start hurting. Uh, some people are very young like you are and are in have disease. We have people in our sangha that are in extreme pain, and we can't we can't help them. They can't get the help they need to get out of that. So, other than drugs and covering it up in different ways, and it's painful. You might have to cover it up with something. Might have to use some kind of a medication or painkiller, whatever. I don't know. I would leave that up to the individual. <clears throat> Haven't you been able to? Uh, find anything to deal with your pain or you in pain every day? Sure. I'm in pain every day and I find things to mediate it, but I don't really, I can't find any source, discernible source. Interesting. That's pain of pain. So some people don't have much of that at all. Some people don't have, uh, uh, you know, the pain of alternation, some people don't have much of that either. So, 
I don't know. But, you know, there could be some some uh, aspect of your particular body uh, that is um, that, that we don't understand, or the chiropractors, or the doctors, or the the DOs, or whoever you're going to just can't find a, a source for that. But they're still charging you a fee, which is quite often what happens in those situations where nothing is fundamentally helped. So I'm not sure if I'm even getting close to what it is you want to know, but it's not particularly fear of death. It's fear of pain. Fear, of sure. more, fear that the pain might get more intense every, you know, every few years, just ramp up a little bit. That's a possibility. Shukavang, thank you. Um, does, how does that fear of how is that fear of pain a mirror for seeing into no self? Well, how does that look to you? You're looking at it and you're using the, the, the term mirror and which is part of the Buddha Dharma that everything is mirror-like. There's even a mirror-like wisdom. What you're looking at is uh, looking at you. So there's lots of ways of using that. I don't know of a particular device or protocol or method uh, that you could that you could use in that every in that area. Everything is a mirror. Everything is a, a Buddhist teaching. That very suffering is teaching. The very pain that I have in my synovial system, my L4 vertebrae, is a teaching. And as much as I can, when that happens, I put it on receive as much as I can. But sometimes I just want to stop that. And that's also awareness practice. You don't get to particularly be a hero in the conventional sense. Everyone here, we could talk to everyone here and everyone here in the room that is that may be having some difficulty or some suffering going on in different forms, whether mental, physical, or maybe in some other dynamic. So, so far as we can, just receive it without adding to it. As I've, as, as you've heard me say many times, I'm open to any questions you have, any of you, not just Shoka, around this, and I'll do my best to respond out of how this looks to me. So, but the most important thing to do is whatever happens, receive it. No war, no more war forever. Don't fight with anything. Anything that shows up in your mind stream, your life stream, any frustration, any any incongruity in your in your mind stream uh, has a right to be there. It's dependently arisen, and I'm not saying that it isn't. Might be something that you can look and find a relative cause where you can unplug it or you can even medicate it. Sure, we we're not going to just be um, torture ourselves and say I just have to do this with my consciousness alone. I can't do it by medication. I think it's a matter of each person needs to look at them that themselves. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you. Sorry, I can't help you more in that area. It's a completely valid question. I don't know if I can say more than the way you asked the question tells me you're doing what you need to do there as long as you are uh, not adding on to that the assumption that this shouldn't be there, that somehow something is wrong. I'm not saying that something isn't incorrect or out of balance in terms of your body. Maybe looking around, maybe eventually you'll find someone. The issue, the problem with that is 
people, you talk to people and they will, there are people that are so much wanting to be in control or make money. There are people who guarantee things to you. Watch TikTok for a while. Just one little 30 second sales pitch after another. Buy this, buy this, this works, buy this, buy this, do that. Same thing with other internet situations of advertising. Yes. So can our body pain be hijacked by the ego to keep us from looking more deeply into our mind? Probably. So it causes you to use illegal drugs. Is that what you mean? That or just get up off the cushion. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I would say so. And not only hijack, but if you my experience when I first started sitting is I just couldn't stand to sit. I couldn't cross my legs for more than 15 minutes, but my, everything was aching and, and everyone else was sitting around there very serene, like little angels all sitting around you. And I'm feeling like there's a, speaking of blowtorches on my knees. I don't know how that would fit in with what you're talking about, but I really don't know. I can't explore the causes and conditions behind that extreme physical discomfort I went through. That was no go more. Sure, how can we look at our pain without overdosing on it? Just receive it like it is with no addition. You might have to watch the addition. You, you feel the pain and then you blame. You feel the pain and you explain. You, feel, you receive the pain and then you abandon what you're receiving or what it means, who did it, why it's happening, how I can get out of it rather than just receive it. Was it good? Was it divine? Is there a way for us to begin again off the cushion if we're seeing ourselves putting up walls? I think that you, we learn to do that on the cushion. We sit down and we see how whatever's going through our mind, we can just come back to the wall, come back to how this feels. The sixth sense fields, including the mind, are all, all in the present moment in different ways. Sense of smell is always here. Sense of touch is always here. You feel gravity pulling you down, sense of touch. It's right here in the so-called present moment. Whereas the mind uh, is could be going anywhere, any direction, into any idea of past, present, future, memories, emotions, um, and so on. So the training part happens on the cushion, is my understanding of it. This is how it looks. So that when you get off the cushion and you go into your everyday situation, there's more of a tendency to just receive what's happening because you've just been practicing receiving. And and part of that is noticing how you can't seem to receive very well, but receiving for the last three or four hours, get up and go out. And then you might find that you're able to listen to not only what's happening in front of you without doing anything with it, but also receive your subconscious gossip that's coming and going. And sometimes uh, a lot of sitting med- meditation will release aspects of the mind that are more more horror stories and more difficulty and more paranoia going on but you're slowly learning or retraining yourself to just receive what shows up without accepting it explaining it rejecting it shutting it down without doing anything with it no matter how it feels it's like i you heard me say if i i don't care how you feel 
I don't care if I cared how I feel. I sure wouldn't. Certainly wouldn't be here. I'd be somewhere doing something more fun. Right? See what I'm saying a little bit? I'm being silly, but I'm just saying really have to be a genuine, have to be the mind that, that we show up with and as. And I don't know, there might be other ways to do this, but I've not seen it. Maybe, I don't know. But it looks like this, this will, there's no guarantee because what you're dealing with or what you're dealing with or what you're dealing with, uh, I'm, I may have not experienced that, but the things that I've experienced over being a meditator for close to 50 years, uh, I, I dragged myself through a lot of crap to, to without any kind of accomplishment, but to see in such a way that I can encourage you to, to don't fight with your world. Don't miss your life by opting for something better. More, more this, more that. Some kind of sales pitch going on there. Please, we're at the end of our rope here, I guess, if you want to call it a rope. But please don't hesitate to ask questions about this. More? Thank you. I can go further into this if oh, you're no. go ahead, please. Can you begin again on purpose? That's the only way you can do it. Only way you can do it is to begin again on purpose. I'm going to, I'm going to begin again. I don't like that. Chicken Taza sucks. All of my experiences there have been painful or difficult or fruitless. But I'm going to go back there and, and do it again. I'm going to begin again, again, and again, and again, and again. This is the vow that saves all beings. This is the vow that transcends karma. What is it? Put others, put others before yourself. And how you start doing that is to see how self-centered you are and how full of yourself you are, not just you, me. You have to see that. You have to see how intensely self-centered and greedy you are about what you want, what you don't want what you like, what you should, all of that. You have to do, have to see some of that. You have to receive that in your mind stream. Shikantaza, not easy. I'm ready for questions in that area if you have them, or any area. More, goes on. Uh, goes on, bowing, no, thank you. So Peter, you have any questions? You're new here. Uh, not tonight. Thank you very much. Okay. Uh, I'm very interested in your teachings, and I'm uh, just just uh, just paying attention and listening. Okay. Thank, very good. thank you very much. Certainly. Okay, I guess we can close. Thank you. Hi, my name is Sokuren and I'm one of Sokuzan's monks. Sokuzan so freely offers his love to us and his wisdom through these talks and never asks us for anything in return. If you value what he does and what he is, and want them to continue, please visit our donate page at sokokoji.org. Thank you.